having a connection to the Father is the ultimate thing that is going to sustain us. the power of abiding welcome to brothers of the word because brother you need the word i don't know about you all but there is no place that i would rather be tonight than right here in the presence of god with the people of god engaging with the word of god growing together as the family of god amen If you have your Bibles, we're going to dig into a familiar passage. If you want to turn to John 15, but I believe the Lord has some things that he would like to clarify, crystallize, magnify, call to our remembrance, remind us of. If you dare say amen. John 15, beginning in verse one, Jesus says, I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Somebody say, ow. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. We love verse four. We sing verse four. I can't sing, so I'm not going to embarrass myself or my children. But if you abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Somebody say abide. Verse five says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. Verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, just ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Next sentence, abide in my love. Somebody say abide. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I've kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Verse 11 says, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Somebody say on swole, on swole. That's the Jason edition. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and do what? Bear fruit. And that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. And verse 17 says, these things I command you so that you will love one another. Lord, I'm just thankful for these few moments we have together around your word. 
God, I thank you for the familiarity of this passage, but God, I pray that you would give us fresh eyes to see and to understand and to apply to our own lives what you are speaking so clearly in your word. God, I'm thankful for this time. I'm thankful for this people. I'm thankful for who we are all becoming. And I pray these things in your son Jesus name. Amen. So this time last week, I was relaxing down in Ellaville, Georgia. I don't know if anybody's ever been to Ellaville, but I had a few days to just relax and unwind and rest in the woods and allow my soul to be refreshed. And I don't know about you, but part of that time, I just sat out by the lake and watched turtles and fish and I read and I slept and I walked and I jogged. And I looked at trees and I looked at insects and I looked at the stars in the sky at night and I burned fires and I did all these things to restore my soul. And one of the main things that I came away with was like, am I really taking the time to abide? And I thought about all the times that I've done things and afterwards I've thought that wasn't necessarily the smartest thing to do. I don't know. Anybody else been there? Like sometimes you're just thinking and reflecting and you're like, why in the world did I do that? So I was having some of these moments. I was asking like, is this God? Is this me? But in these moments, I thought about abiding. And so tonight we're going to talk about the power of abiding. Okay. Is that all right? Now it's something that I'm sure let's just show of hands. We all family. How many of y'all have read John 15 before tonight? Heard John 15 before tonight. Okay. Here's something that I love about it. So we got 17 verses that we went through. And in those 17 verses, depending on what version you read, you saw abide. You may have seen the word remain. Did anybody else have a different word in their scripture? No. Let's just work with abide and let's work with remain. Okay. And so 11 times in those 17 verses, you see abide, 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 abide in me, abide in my love, abide in the father, abide. What does that word abide mean? Y'all can talk back. Say it again. Continue. Anybody else? Different word. Abide. Dwell. Yeah. Say it again. Remain. I like that one. I like that one. Maybe anchor ourselves in. Just park it there. Back in the 90s, if y'all used to watch Martin, he used to say, let it marinate. We just marinate. Just sit in it. Just abide in it. So we see 11 times Jesus tells us to abide to remain, to stay fixed, to stay rooted, to stay anchored, abide. And then we see these other words talking about bearing fruit. He says, bear fruit. We see abide 11 times. We see bear fruit seven times. And so Jesus is clearly telling us, I don't know about y'all, but if somebody says something to you 11 times and seven times, might be trying to get your attention. Yeah. Can we all agree on that? So Jesus starts in this place and says, abide. I want you to abide. And what we're going to do tonight, we're going to just look at some major takeaways from this passage that we have read, that we've known, that we've sung, and just try to unpack it a little bit. Is that cool? Can we do that? We're going to do it anyway, if you want to or not, but we're going to unpack it a little bit. So here are just a few takeaways from this time in scripture, okay? So verse 2 says, that every branch in me that does not bear fruit, what does he do to it? He takes it away. And then he said, every branch that does bear fruit, what does he do? He prunes. He cuts it back. So if you're not fruitful, if you're not productive, he's going to go ahead and move you on to the side. 
But if you are fruitful and you are productive, he's going to have to cut you a little bit. He's going to have to trim you back. So whether you going at it the right way or not the right way, there's going to be pain involved because there's always pain in the process. Now, when I was a little bit younger, I was way more committed to exercising in the gym and lifting weights and tearing down muscle and trying to be swole and all this and working on my six pack and all that kind of stuff. But when you go in, you're tearing down muscle. You're breaking it down. It's painful. You know the end result of what you are desiring to get to. And so Jesus says clearly every single branch that is not producing, that's not fruitful, I'm going to take it away. But even if you are producing, there's some pruning, there's some pulling back, there's some tension that you're going to have to experience. So either way, there's going to be a little bit of pain in the process. Somebody say pain in the process. All right, that's the first thing. The second thing here in this scripture, it talks about how we have to stay connected through this abiding. It says, abide in me, verse four, and I abide in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So here's something that I want us to see. Having a connection to the father is the ultimate thing that is going to sustain us. Having a constant, growing, vibrant, consistent relationship with the father is what gives us the strength and the energy and the passion to know God and to be transformed by God. Amen. Here's a way for it to think about it. I'm going to ask two of my boys. I got two of my sons with me, Jonathan and Joseph. Come up here for a sec. One of y'all, y'all sit on each side. Jonathan's turning 13 tomorrow. So if y'all want to say happy early birthday, he'll be 13, have a teenager in the house. So as their father, the best way for me to know them is just to be around them. Now, part of our relationship, part of my calling as a father, they have to hear some stuff that they probably don't want to hear at times, right? Yeah, amen. Y'all want to talk in the mic? Yes. Yes, sir. Of course. There are things that they are not going to want to hear, but to deepen, to deepen our relationship, to deepen our connection, it's imperative that I just spend time with my boys. And I love my kids. I love being around them. They're smart. They're funny. They're all of that. They drive each other crazy. They drive me and my wife crazy at times, but I love them. And the way to strengthen that relationship is to continue to just stay connected. It's always to just stay connected. So if we ever want to grow on a consistent, continual basis with the father, it's about just doing what we just did in worship. Just taking the time to be in his presence because there are things that I learn about my children. There are things that I learn about myself just being around them, just being around them. And so I want us to just be mindful and have a connection to the father. Anybody got a cell phone in here? Most of all of us, I think everybody has a cell phone now. They work for a little while. Fine. But eventually, at some point, you're going to have to break down and plug it into the source, right? Our AirPods, they'll work for a little while. Our Apple Watches will work for a little while. But at some point, it's going to have to get connected back to the source. And I don't know about y'all. I'm one of those people. My grandmother raised me. I remember seeing her go get gas when it was like still a half a tank left, right? She never wanted to run that threat of, like what's been happening the chaos the past few days she always wanted to be prepared 
But from that, I'm the type of person where, you know, some of y'all can run y'all's phones down to like 2% and y'all panic. Anybody got a charger? I need a charger. But it's something about just staying connected on a consistent basis that changes things. And so I just want to encourage us all to be people who are committed to having a constant, consistent connection to the father. Because when that happens, things shifts. I learn things about my kids. They learn things about me. And it's not even based on a conversation that we sit down with the intent to have. It just happens because of relationship, because I love my sons, because they love me when I'm not fussing. But we got to have a consistent connection to the father that maximizes our ability to be growing and productive. So Jesus says, just abide with me, just dwell with me, remain with me, spend time with me, anchor your life in me. And when we have that mindset, that gives us a base to be able to grow from. It gives us a base to take a step. That's why scripture talks about he desires for us to move from glory to glory, from faith to faith, because it's different layers in this different level. I have an almost 13-year-old son in a few hours and an 11-year-old son and a 9-year-old son at home. And I cannot wait. I love this age. I love every season that I see them in. But I'd be lying to myself if I didn't say that I was excited to see where God is taking them next. I can already see them as high school graduates. I can see them as college graduates. I can see them as young men who are productive citizens in society. I can see them as culture shapers. I can see them as young men starting and leading and loving and serving their own families. We have to have that connection to the father because he desires nothing more for us than to simply abide with him. So it's that connection to the father that he's after. Amen. Thank you, boys. Y'all give it up for my two oldest boys. But we got to have that connection to the father for a fruitful life. Last few things here. He tells us that I'm the vine and you're the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And so the ultimate goal is to bear fruit for God's glory. God desires for our lives to be fruitful. He intends for our lives to be fruitful. So I want to challenge all of us just to think for a moment. When is the last time? Where have we seen God's fruitfulness in our own lives? Think about those times and those spaces and those seasons where it's like God I see that you're helping me, that you're using me, that you're living through me to be able to bear fruit. That is the ultimate goal is to bear fruit for God's glory. It's not about success for us. It's not about being selfish. It's not about getting people to care about only what we're doing. God says, my goal for you, my intention, my will, my desire is that you might bear much fruit. Somebody say fruitfulness. So God wants to bear fruit in and through our lives. And he says, apart from me, can't do any of it. So we've got to have that constant, consistent connection with him. Just two final thoughts. 
after it's talking about abiding in my love, verse 11 says, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Now, I love Pastor C. Elijah for a lot of reasons. He loves me. He's concerned about my growth. He's fun. He talks trash when he plays basketball. I love him for a lot of reasons. But one of the main reasons that I genuinely love him is that he has an infectious joy. More than anybody I know, Pastor Charles Elijah Brown lives out John 15, 11, that Jesus's joy is in him and that the joy is full, is filled to overflowing. And so Jesus desires for our joy to be full, not beat down, not depressed, not barely getting by, but that our joy might be full. Like when some of y'all ran to the gas station when they told you it wasn't no more gas within the past few days. And, you know, some gas stations say you can only get 20 or you can do whatever. But some people have this thing where it's like, all right, you know, you put the thing in, click it and let it go. And it stops. I'm the type of person I want to fill it up till it's like gushing out the side of my car. That's the image that comes to mind for me when Jesus says, I desire for nothing more than your joy to be full, to be overflowing. John 10, 10 says, I came that to give you life and to give it to you to the full, to overflowing. And so Jesus desires not only fruitfulness, but he also desires joyfulness. And the final thing he says, verse 12 says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you you. Not the way that you've experienced love, not the way that you've understood love. He said, love one another in the same way that I have loved you. Love one another in the same way that I have loved you. I've loved you unconditionally. I've loved you knowing every single one of your faults, every single one of your shortcomings, every time that you've thought one thing in your mind and your heart has felt differently. But Jesus says, I want you all to love one another in the same way that I have loved you. Not necessarily the way your mom and your daddy raised you to understand love, not the way your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your classmates have understood love. He says, I want you to love one another in a way that only comes from me. And so there's a fruitfulness, there's a joyfulness. And then Jesus is calling us to this devotedness, this closeness, this nearness, this pureness with him. And so I know this isn't a sexy word in the power of abiding, but that's where real change happens. When we set aside everything that we know, everything that we think, and we say, God, I just want to abide in your presence. I just want to dwell where you are and sit at your feet. I want to be transformed by you. I'm not coming to ask you for anything, but God, I just love you so much that I just want to be around you. The same way that I feel about my wife, the same way that I feel about my children, Jesus, let it be true of my relationship with you. I just desire nothing more than to just spend time with you. And so I do believe, people of God, tonight that if we can become people who are committed to being fruitful, to say, God, I want you to bear fruit through my life that bless other people, that you would help me to understand that 
I want to be a joyful person, joy feel, not based on what's happening in my life, but just knowing that it's the joy of the Lord. That's my strength. It's the joy of the Lord that sustains me. It's his peace that can be my confidence. We have to tap into the joy that only comes from him. And then we have to love one another with that same love with which Christ has loved us. Let me pray for us. Jesus, thank you so much for just allowing us to dwell in your presence tonight. Thank you for allowing us to sing back to you all of the beautiful qualities of all that you are. And so, God, we are so thankful that you allowed us to be here tonight with one another, tuning in online, just to hear a familiar word, but one that maybe needs to soak down to a different and a deeper layer in our own hearts. God, I pray that you would continue to strengthen our convictions, God. Continue to increase our passion for you. Lord, help us, God, become the people that you created and destined for us to be. God, it's my prayer that we will not allow any person to serve as a hindrance. May we not allow low self-esteem or insecurity to keep us from becoming everything that you've called and destined for us to be. God, I thank you for your grace upon each and every one of our lives. And Father, it's my prayer that you will continue to transform us from glory to glory and from faith to faith. God, I thank you that our relationship with you is about progress and not perfection. And so, Lord, every person under the sound of my voice this evening, I pray that we would all in our own hearts commit to taking one step closer to you. God, if there are people in this place joining us online tonight that do not have a relationship with you as their Lord and Savior, I pray for them right now that they will open their hearts to you and invite you in to be their Lord and to be their savior. And for those who are following after you daily, who've already made that profession of faith, God, I pray that you would help each and every one of us to be faithful disciples of you, to learn of you, to follow your example. And God, may you send us out into the world to be a blessing. Help us to be fruitful, productive ambassadors for you. So God, we thank you for tonight. We bless you and we honor your presence. God, I just pray and ask these things in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ. And every heart in agreement said, amen, amen, and amen. God bless you, Ark. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled Power of Abiding by Jason Thomas. This message is number 6573. That's 6573 to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 6573 to a friend. Go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Brothers of the word.